You're listening to episode 65 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And if you've been tuning in and turning up for a while, you may be one of those listeners who has begged me for more episodes. Hmm, I hear you and I see you. And your wish is coming true, boo. Starting this Friday, I'm implementing a new weekly mini-series into the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast called Fuel Your Life Fridays. Each Friday, you'll get a quick and small dose of tips, tricks, hacks, and challenges that are sure to fuel your life. Be sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app so you don't miss an episode. But Of course, before we make our way to Friday, we've got to stay in the present and focus on today. And today, let me tell you, I have a treat for you. We're mixing two words that you likely don't think of together by any means, and those are psychic and business. This week's guest is Willow Bradner, the accidental psychic. Willow and I have a great conversation full of energy and business up-leveling tips that are no doubt going to help you elevate higher. Are you ready to meet Willow? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is Willow Bradner, the accidental psychic. Willow has combined her intuitive abilities with her years of entrepreneurial experience to create one outrageous and genius plan to help the would-be, might-be, and the absolutely going-for-it entrepreneur. Willow, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank you. You know, I love that you are a spiritual entrepreneur, but color me intrigued because what exactly does it mean to be the accidental psychic? Yes. So I, I, I will start by saying I was a normal entrepreneur before this happened. I, <laughs> I owned a hair salon and had, um, you know, cracked the six figure glass ceiling that I feel everybody's trying to sell us these days hmm. and was quite successful, quite happy. And what I didn't understand at that time was the reason I had a line around the block was because I was offering really great advice And that advice may or may not have been more channeled in psychic information. At the time that it was happening for me, I truly believed I was really super smart, if I may sound so ignorant, (laughs) like such an ass thing to say. But um, I really just thought I was really just offering up this great, amazing advice and that I was just so brilliant that I was able to put all these pieces together. But it was actually my wedding night Mm -hmm. wherein... um, after copious amounts of alcohol, the, the party was over. And it was just my parents and my husband standing by. All of a sudden, my body took a shift and my voice changed. And my dad took a look at me and he goes, holy shit, I think you're channeling my father right now. What? Yeah. So it was like my dad who says this to me. And as if that were permission enough at that very moment, my sweet, dear, brand new husband's mother shows up as well. Now, I'd never met my grandfather and I'd never met his mother, my, my husband's mother. So I was like, oh my God, Aaron, I think your mom's here too. And he stood up white in the face and was like, you know what? 
I think I'm going to go to bed. I did not sign up for Girl Who Speaks to Dead People. I, I <laughs> this is pretty new in, in our marriage for this new oh, gift to be coming in on our wedding night. Talk about a bait and switch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love so it. It did take some time after that experience. I, I, I had never anticipated in doing this. This was truly an accident. So it took me some time to really play in the space of, do I want to be a psychic? Am I afraid to say the word psychic? Is this something I'm ready to offer the world? And it's just been in the last real three years that I've come out of the closet. Wow. So were you like spiritual beforehand? Like, were you open to the gifts of what typical, you know, other mediums had? Like if a medium were to stop you on the street and they were like, oh, someone's with you, would you have been open to hear that? Um, so it's interesting with a name like Willow, the response is, of course, I have to be a little bit hippie. Right? <laughs> My parents did name me. This was also not a choice. I probably would have been like a Julie or something more normal. Um, but yeah, I think I've always been open. One of the things that we always spoke about in our house was past life. Mm. Always an idea of Buddhism. And there was always a, a, a talk of reincarnation. Now I did find, and I still do find that there is a small population of people that are truly um, what I call psychic or medium. And there are a lot of people out on the market uh, pretending really well. So if somebody walks up to me in a supermarket and starts saying those words to me, I will walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Like I, and I, I totally agree because I've, it's almost like we're, what we're about to talk about our intuition is like, you can kind of spot the frauds, you know, like you can just feel it. <laughs> I think so. And I think, you know, because it's sort of cool and it's, um, on trend right now to be intuitive or to be psychic, it brings out a lot of it. And I just, I'm really strict with my boundaries. I, I just did an entrepreneurial conference this past weekend and I can't tell you the number of men that were like, Oh, are you going to read my mind? No, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. Break, let's break this down for those who are listening, who may think that that's exactly what a psychic is. Can you actually tell us what exactly a psychic does? Because like you said, it's not just, Oh, read my mind or how come you didn't know that so-and-so right. is going to win the world series, you know, like that's, that's not it. Not at all. So for, from my perspective, psychic is more the word intuitive than anything else. And what that means is that it's a very validatory tool that you can use. And when you grow your own intuition or you're working with an intuitive slash psychic or psychic medium, they're able to communicate with the universe or your guides or your angels to help you reach and achieve your higher self or your higher potential to get where you're meant to be going. There, in my opinion, is not a strict blueprint, although I'm sure an astrologist might argue that. It's <laughs> not a strict blueprint wherein we are like going to leave this room and turn left today and our lives are just going to look this one way. Life from my perspective is ultimately a choose your own ending novel. Mm -hmm. And from the astrology perspective, the blueprint perspective, we are made up of certain DNA, psych psychic DNA, if you will. So we're likeliest to turn in certain directions just based on who we are. But I am not a mind reader. Um, and I would never enter into a room without 
an opportunity or an invitation to do this work. So I think that too is the difference between somebody who is what I would consider more fraudulent in this than somebody who's truly working with spirit. Because those of us who have been trained properly, we are never going to enter into a space without permission. So I can hang out with people, but I'm not reading people. Right. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So how did you go from hairdresser, successful entrepreneur, to then stepping into being the accidental psychic? What did that shift look like? Oh, it's dirty. It's messy. It's scary. All the best things in life are. (laughs) Totally, totally. Um, It's just, I mean, I think every single person listening knows that transformation and transition are never pretty. Mm. It is not overnight. It is not black and white. There are 50 shades of gooey goo. And the way I love to tell the story is it's very much like caterpillar to butterfly. There's this crestless time period wherein you are truly transforming your body into this next experience. So for me, the first part was telling my clients, oh, that great advice I've been offering you, I now need permission to give you in the future. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a shift. That's That's a big shift. Yeah. Um, Second part was how do I charge for this and am I afraid to share with people what I'm doing? And then third part was really just getting bold and and not letting society dictate what they think psychic is, but rather become um, the embodiment of what I believe this to be Mm -hmm. and not be afraid to say I'm a psychic. And once I got there, truly everything shifted. And I would say for every would-be entrepreneur out there, for every would-be leader out there, if you're not totally using your own authentic voice, your own authentic words, then you are doing a disservice to everyone around you. And you're not going to get the steam rolling. You're not going to get the momentum that you're desiring until you're ready to unzip and unveil your truth. Mm, And how do we unzip and unveil our truth? Especially when a lot of the times it's fear that holds us back. Fear is the number one thing. And what I see predominantly in entrepreneurship is from my perspective, (laughs) unless you have been intuitively called to your business, like everybody I believe has been intuitively called to the mat, intuitively called to this purpose, intuitively called to go into business for themselves, to serve in some capacity, whether it be making a product or being of service of people. I think that every one of you has been called. And what I mean by that is like, no one would choose to be an entrepreneur if they knew what this was. Oh, true <laughs> that. I, I've many a times have been like, well, no wonder. Cause I, I always knew I was like, I, I'm going to be a business owner, but I think in my long-term brain, like I, I knew that. But I think if someone would have told me when I first started, like what that battle actually looks like and what true entrepreneurship looks like, I may have rethought that. (laughs) I believe that every entrepreneur is a true spiritual warrior because Mm. you are not combating. You're not really combating society. You're not really selling a product or a service. You are fighting your shadow monster every day. Every day you are waking up and having to work on your mindset. Every day you are having to wake up and really speak to yourself in nice terms. But what do we do generally with our business is we hand it off to our ego aspect. We hand it off to the linear side of the brain and we say, here, make the checklist. Tell me what to do. I'm going to just follow the rules. And then our intuition is left on to this little right side 
kind of screaming as loud as it can. Like, if you just listen to me, this will go easier. Right. Right. (laughs) And, And it's true. If we gave up the fear, if we gave up the comparison, if we if we didn't follow along with the should and the supposed to in business and we really meditated into our intuition, we're going to blast the competition out of the water. Mm. With ease. With ease. <laughs> with ease. Like, yeah, because it is when you, when you focus on the ego, it's, it is almost like an uphill battle. Like you're, you're throwing a lot more things. There's a lot more chatter in your head. Um, and it can also cause you to make choices that aren't really aligned with your purpose. And I know I am guilty of doing that. So what do you think beyond this, that intuition just helps us as business owners, like step into our power? So there's two things. The intuition works for us if we're willing to pay attention to it. And one of the things that I can honestly say is that the intuition is the guide for the ego aspects of ourselves. Like if we engage our intuition, it's going to say, honey, stop trying, drop the rope. Mm. And what you'll notice in your body is there's a resistance in growing a business. And what that means isn't necessarily not doing what you're meant to do in your business. Sometimes the resistance is actually trying instead of trusting. Mm. And so when you notice that you're pushing the boulder up the hill and it feels really hard, that means that you are out of alignment and out of trust. And what intuition is, is trust. Intuition is, okay, universe, I notice that I'm trying. I notice that I'm in resistance of trusting and I will lay back and I will stop doing an effort to listen to what or where I'm meant to go. Mm, that's powerful. That is really powerful. So when you're, when you're listening, how, how do you know? Cause I think some people are like, I think I'm following my intuition. So how do you know if you really are? Yeah. And I think that that's a really big one. Here's the thing, guys, this isn't an easy answer. And I will certainly send you to a source that's going to make this very easy for you. But here's the thing that I know about the intuition is when we human beings want to see a sign, when we have decided that we are going to make this thing right for ourselves, we will concoct, we will create any sign we want to. Mm. So we can prove, and I'll use dating as an example. How many of you raise your hand in your, in your room, wherever you're listening to this, how many of you have heard that best friend who just started dating that guy say, Oh my God, listen, like he has, um, my sister's middle name in his sister's middle name. Do you right. see <laughs> Oh my God. I, we're like meant to be together. Yeah. We do this in our businesses, we do this in our lives. We try to find signs and connect whether or not we are in our intuition. But the truth of it is, if you feel energetically drained, if you feel like you are pushing a boulder up a mountain, if you feel like nothing is working, you're out of alignment. Mm-hmm. And the intuition aspect is going to give you really radical news. So I, like for instance, in my business as of recent, I just signed up for this massive um, group that was going to help me onboard my business into this other arena that I really was called to do. And as soon as I got there, I got another message, which was, no, you need to just be focused on speaking and stop trying to do this other thing altogether. Mm. 
And it was really interesting. I think the other thing built a confidence that I didn't know I needed. And it allowed me to then go to this next level. And that's the interesting thing. If you're following these threads, you might go, well, that's not what I was expecting. Right. And that's normal. You're not supposed to expect it. You're always going to be handed a curveball. And it's not a linear line. And I think that that's the trouble in entrepreneurship is we want it to be pretty. Yeah. We want it to be perfect. We want it to be in order. And intuition is like, you're going to go over here and you're going to meet these people. And then those people are going to teach you this thing. And then you're going to go over to this side and you're going to meet these people and they're going to teach you this other thing. Right. Like you, it's almost like you think it's going to be, okay, so I'm going to start my business. I'm going to do this. It's like very cookie, cookie cutter, you know, like one step, two step. Here's my, my baking instructions. I'm going to follow it. And then as we know, it's like being an entrepreneur is just like life. It doesn't go how you thought it was going to go <laughs> at all. So yeah. yeah, I love that. Just like be, being open and, and knowing and following those threads. It makes, makes so much sense. Do you find that a lot of times people will come to you and they'll say something like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, you know, like, or I, I don't know why I want to make this decision, but something deep inside of me, are you just like, that's your intuition? Like, <laughs> do you ever just like scream it to them? <laughs> well, what's really interesting actually is I almost never get that question. Really? I almost never get that question because I feel like when you're in tune with that voice, then you are ultimately being driven by your intuition. If anything, at that point, then it's just building the trust around it. Mm and teaching people how to really trust it. The question I get most from entrepreneurs is they will come to me for a psychic reading to say, am I going to be successful? No, really? I make money. That's interesting. Really like they want to know they're not wasting their time. And again, you're out of trust with the thing and the reason of why Mm. like part of intuition is really digging into the why space. Yeah really getting crystal clear with why you're motivated in this. And the motivation can't be, it's not that you won't make money. And I just want to be clear, you can make lots of money doing whatever it is that you want, but the motivation can't be money. Money is try. Money is when you're pushing the rock up the, the mountain, when you only believe success comes because of money. You have to be willing to do this thing every day because you're obsessed. Yeah. That's intuition. When you wake up every day and you figure out how to do this thing, that's your intuition. When you cannot put it down, when it talks to you in the shower, when it talks to you while you're cooking dinner, while it talks to you while you're driving, when your brain is constantly trying to figure out how to put it together, that's intuition. Mm. Dang. I would never have thought that would people come to you most and saying, why be successful? Like, wow, what a, what a question because the power of success lies within us. Well, honey, that's deep thinking. You are. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I used to not understand my intuition. Um, it was funny because even in high school, I would, I would follow my intuition without knowing I was following it. So, um, like, you know, there was a party going on and I would have this really like almost sickening feeling not to go to the party. 
Mm-hmm. So I would stay home. And in high school, it kind of made me feel like a loser sometimes because my friends are all out, you know, having fun and I'm sitting at home. And there was many times like I would, I would cry because mm-hmm. I didn't understand myself and why I was acting that way. Like, why didn't you go to the party? Are you just not social? And then nine times out of 10, every time I would stay home, that party would get busted. Yeah. And it was just like a, a confirmation, but it was, I mean, as a teenager, I, I wasn't sure what to call it. It was just like trusting myself in my twenties. Um, I stepped into a little bit more now at like 30, my family knows if I am like, I don't have a good feeling about this. It's like, okay, trust her. <laughs> like, we just had this coming back from Chicago this week, two weeks, what a month and a half ago when I booked the, the plane tickets, I had to fly my aunt out and I gave her an extra day because something on the inside said, we're not leaving Chicago on time. Mm. When she showed up, I said to her, we'll be home on Friday, but just in case be prepared for Saturday. I just don't know. I have a feeling. And then we got to Chicago and the weather did say that it would be a bit rainy on Friday, but I woke up that morning and I said to my husband, I think we should just get a hotel for tonight. I don't think we're flying out. And he was not ready to listen to me yet until we got to the airport. And then he was like, okay, we'll get a hotel. You're right. <laughs> we got a hotel at three o'clock. Our flight had not been canceled. Our travel agent literally thought we were insane. And she emailed me at 7.30 to say, okay, you were right. Your flight got canceled. Good job. Really? Yeah. What did your husband say? Oh, he, was <laughs> he was so scared that we were wasting money. And I was like, we're not wasting money or time. We're going to be horizontal with food service in our hotel room, watching on demand in a few minutes. And you're going to be so freaking happy with me. <laughs> you are going to love me and you're going to love this hotel night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's hard sometimes not being able to reason. Yeah. And do you think that's a lot, like maybe why some people don't trust their intuition more is because they it's can't reason logic. it? It's the, it's illogical. Right. And it goes against a lot of our nature. And the thing is, is like mostly what intuition is at this stage, like as I teach clients that work with me on an entrepreneurial aspect, one to get better with their clients so that they can read their clients a little bit more in depth, but additionally, just to help with marketing and help with, with creating momentum in business. It's from the aspect of, we have to pull out and pull down and rip apart all the indoctrination we've been born to. Mm-hmm. All the societal stories that we have been born to, we've got to sort of knock down those walls in order for the wings to really kind of come out and fly. Intuition is being available to really feel and navigate naturally through the world, not through the societal version. Mm. So sometimes you just have to lean in even when it doesn't feel comfortable. Oh, and you are so going to get it. People are always going to naysay what you're doing. I mean, my favorite stories are the, are the entrepreneurs that, that everybody said no to, Mm. you know, like I think about, I I had the privilege of meeting Debbie Fields of Mrs. Fields cookies. Oh, really? Yes. Amazing woman. But in the 1970s, as a woman, the answer was no. And here's a woman peddling a chocolate chip cookie all over, trying to get a loan from a bank to make a cookie store. With delicious cookies. They're delicious. (laughs) But she became somebody because she trusted her Mm. intuition. She trusted that this thing was going to make a change. A cookie means 
coming together. A cookie means feeling good. I mean, how many of us are like, I just want a chocolate chip cookie to feel better. And so she maybe wasn't in service of people in the way that some of us are through coaching or other things, but she was serving the world with her cookie. And that meant so much to her to get that in the hands of the people. Right. And it became a multi-million dollar company, not overnight, but it did become that. And so I look at this like from that perspective of if you're afraid of hearing no, if you're afraid to ask for help because businesses, by the way, do not get built without help. If you're afraid of the fundamentals of just changing your mind and hearing criticism and, and working past some of these things, you, can't, you have some internal work to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that inner work, man, that is, it's literally work. (laughs) It is. It's not something that you can just change overnight, your habits, thoughts, or beliefs. Like it requires work. It's daily attention to that detail. It's daily attention to just sort of changing the brainwave. And again, your intuition becomes as you ignite that or activate your intuition, that is really your higher self or your soul or your spirit or the universe, whatever you feel confident calling it telling you and advising you in so many ways as to what is true. Mm. So when your ego is manipulating you and telling you you're not good enough or you're not an expert or you're such an imposter or you shouldn't be here or you should be more perfect, you know, all the nasty language that we have that replays in our head. If we're able to really hand on heart, take a deep breath and ask ourselves, our intuition, what is actually true And we take that time to take that deep breath. The intuition is going to come in laughing. Mm. And say, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the the intuition will tell you opposite. Girl, what are you? You're not an imposter. We we assigned this mission to you. Mm. (laughs) I was just about to say imposter syndrome is, I feel it, it cripples so many entrepreneurs, especially when you're getting started. It can be so hard to come into a new space where there's already established entrepreneurs, whether they've been doing it for 10 years, five years, you know, they're, they're ahead of in the game as you. That doesn't always mean that they know more than you. They're, they've just been doing it longer. So how can we really push imposter syndrome aside? Because I see that especially with podcasters in like a podcast community who are like, I just launched my podcast. Is, is, I, do I have a, a space? Do I have a right to be here? And it's like, well, yeah, you do. But, but how do you tell someone that when they're not confident in, them, in themselves almost? I, you know, confidence is a muscle that we build. We have had our confidence torn down since we're kids, guys. Like whether it was a C on a test or a, a person telling us we weren't pretty or somebody else telling us we weren't good enough in some capacity, that language lingers on. And so those are the words that we play in our head when we go big, when we, when we try something that we really want in life, when we want to be seen, when we want to be recognized. Ultimately, the pieces of us that were ashamed in elementary school and beyond are there kind of screaming at us. And so really the imposter aspect is just a story we've been telling for a really long time. Mm. And instead of thinking about you as the messenger, as you being the person that has to deliver this language, see it from the perspective of the person you're speaking to. Mm. See it from the perspective of, I'll use a woman from this sort of sense. See yourself as the woman who is desperate for the information that you have to offer. 
So if you're somebody in the diet field, let's say, and you're teaching body positive imagery, see the woman who is struggling every day, who can't look at herself in the mirror. See the woman who is suffering and, and not eating and not feeding her whole body because she's afraid of putting on a pound. See how broken on the inside she is and how desperately she needs you. This has nothing to do with us, guys. We're not here to serve because we're awesome. We're here because we were called to serve these people. It has nothing to do with us. Wow. That's that's powerful. I love that so much. And I think if more people followed that as a society, we would be so much more fulfilled. We're raised in narcissism. Mm. We're raised in a society. I mean, and bless everybody's bless everybody's heart. I mean, it, everybody's website's named after themselves. Mine is too, by the way. So it's really easy to imagine that this has something to do with you. Mm. But it has to do with the call that you received that said, you have to go out and serve these people because you have information they need. Yeah. I feel like you're, you're like talking to me right now. <laughs> like I know, you know, I know like we're having this conversation, but you know what I mean? Like when, a, when the message just like resonates with you, cause I, it's essentially what this podcast is, is it's where I've always felt it's core coming from, you know, it's not out here making me, making me millions by any means, but, um, I, I felt so called to do it and I feel energized when I get off of these conversations with people such as yourself. And I'm walking away with an abundance of information that's fueling my life. And I know and I've stuck myself in the audience's shoes almost every single episode. And I'm like, okay, what do they need? And I may not know the person who's listening in Atlanta personally. I may not know the person who's listening in Prague personally or Thailand but I feel like we all kind of have the same struggles and my struggle is someone else's struggle. And if we can all heal together, we're doing the damn thing. Well, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's like what one person says is going to resonate with a certain population. And another person may say the same exact thing, but in a different perspective, and it's going to hit that next row of people behind you. Right. You know? And I think that's the thing is like, there's enough, everybody. Mm. there's absolutely enough, enough clients, enough buyers, enough everything to go around. There's enough love. There's enough experience for each of us to have a place in the world. And so if you think that you're not good enough, or you think that you have to be more perfect or more eloquent or more executed in, in the way that you're delivering, you're keeping your abilities from the people who need them for every minute that you are afraid to share or to show what it is that you have been called to do. Somebody out there is missing you. Mm. You and have how, what they need. Really kind of how dare any one of us hide ourselves from the people who need us the most. Right. That's a disservice to ourselves and to the, and to our community. Yeah. Whatever that community may look like. Yeah. Global, small, <laughs> whatever it is to you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't right? matter if you're serving one person or one million people. I, we have a job. We have been called to the mat. And I think we're being called even more every day right now in the world. Yeah. Do you see that there's more light workers in general being called right now in, into the world? It's Because I, I feel as if almost every day, there's like a new spiritual person like on Instagram. And it just like makes my heart happy. I'm like, oh, great. 
more people sharing this message, more people stepping into the light, more people being mindful and, you know, going off of their intuition. Are you seeing that as well? I think so. Yes. And I think, um, I think largely again, we're in, um, we're in an interesting perspective in the world right now. The, the, as you, I am sure have heard on this podcast, as I'm sure your listeners have heard is that we're in a swing of the feminine, meaning like we're kind of leaving masculine behind. And I think as a result of that, you're going to see a lot of light workers. You're going to see a lot of people moving into their intuitive spirit more so than their linear and masculine. And there's no offense to any men here, by the way, masculine and feminine are energies. They're not humans. Um, but the masculine is in far more linear language and it is more the warrior energy. It's more of the defense mechanisms that we've all been playing with. And the feminine is a softer, more open vibration, which means that of course you're going to see more spiritual people because also, by the way, we're not getting burned at the stakes. We're allowed to come out of the closet. Right. (laughs) So I think it's just that we've been invited finally and that the timing is now that we're allowed to sort of be ripe with this information, this magic, if you will, to sort of inspire and transform what's around us. Mm, I love that. It's beautiful. And I, I love that everyone's being called and shift into feminine. And thank you for, for saying this isn't like a male and female gender thing. As, as we know, energy is not. But um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's beautiful. I love, I love the shift that's happening. So where can our audience go to just learn more about you and your services and connect with you further? Because Willow, you have got it going on. (laughs) Thank you. Well, if you are interested in learning more about your intuition, you can go to willowbradner.com. And there, if you opt in, you'll get a free uh, video on how to connect with your intuition. And it's, you guys, it's one of my most favorite offerings I've ever, ever offered. As a matter of fact, I've had it running two years because it's so good. Uh, You will get a video on, on really how to download your own intuition for you. And it's very explanatory and there's a meditation in it. It's beautiful. And if you're an entrepreneur really wanting to up-level your business and you're done playing scared and afraid, uh, you can also visit me on willowbradner.com, but you'll click the clarity cure button and you can get a free webinar through that as well. And just learn more about my process and how I work with people in entrepreneurship. I love it. Spirituality, entrepreneur, my two favorite things. Willow, I love your magnetic energy. Thank you so much for bringing your light to the show today. Thank you, sweetheart. For direct links to Willow's website and social channels, head over to this week's episode notes on mindbizlife.com. If something in this episode resonated with you today, be sure to share it on social media and tag me. I am everywhere at MindBizLife. I seriously love when my social media shows me that someone screenshot that they're listening to an episode and they tag me in it. Sharing helps get this podcast into the homes, cars, and earbuds of many. Don't forget that you're getting hit with a new episode on Friday for the new Fuel Your Life Friday episode series. But I'll be back next week for another full-length episode with a new guest. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.